This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. Uh, we were solely focused on our level of play in, in the Miami Dolphins. I think the Bills are going down there on a mission to now having a chance to play for two home playoff games. The Bills are going into this on an absolute heater, and I know it hasn't looked pretty the last two games, but inside that building, they build a lot of confidence from the fact that they were able to win those games despite not playing very well. Mike Danger. In high-pressure situations, they don't perform their best. I'm more nervous about that than anything else going into Sunday. I don't have the confidence that a team coached by Sean McDermott can pull it together in that situation. I'm not sure which direction I'm leaning yet, Gino. I feel really torn on this one. Gene Battaglia. This is the biggest game of the year <laughs> for the Buffalo Bills stating the obvious here. This is as close to a playoff game. In fact, it will be a playoff game if the other teams take care of their business here. But I trust the Bills a tad more than the Dolphins. I guess maybe that's what this comes down to. The Dolphins are so banged up. It's a trifecta for Stephon Diggs! Can you dig it? Josh Allen. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Hey there. Good afternoon. Pull up a stool and join us. Welcome on into the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia. Glad you're with us this afternoon at 95.7 FM, AM 950. The Fan sounds its best in the free-to-download Odyssey app. You can even get us on your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan. I'm Danger. He's Pataglia, good day to you, my friend. Hey, how we sounding here? I'm over here in the Spencerport home office. Oh, G Pataglia on assignment in the Spencerport home <laughs> office today. Sounding good, buddy. Hope you're on the men. Yesterday, we know you powered through three hours here in the sports bar. It's the first day back from the new year, and everybody's kind of dragging a little bit. And, and you got hit with something right before you had to come back in yesterday. I'm glad you're just taking it easy today, so we can get you fully back on the men. Yeah, there's no cough button in here in the home office danger. So, <laughs> with, oh, good. With that, we're gonna, yeah, with so, that, three hours of bodily functions up next with Danger and Bataglia in the sports bar. Oh, and Beasley good. as well. I think I hear some not Beasley good. in the background. No, yeah, Beasley is uh, he's being a good boy right now. So. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you this afternoon, uh, including uh, some Buffalo Bills talk as we get ready for that big game Sunday night, Bills Dolphins. Sal Capaccio is going to join us in the four o'clock hour. Yeah, so the Bills practicing today. First time we've seen them uh, on the practice field this week was just a walkthrough. Um, uh, Josh Allen speaking today. We'll get uh, Sal's thoughts on this matchup against the Dolphins. Could the Bills actually 
it, it would be a relief, right, if one of those two teams could slip up. We'll get his thoughts on, uh, you know, if the Ravens or perhaps Tennessee, if one of those two could do a, a solid for Buffalo. Sal Capaccio coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. We've got some winners lined up for you later this hour when we're joined by the host of BetQL's Send It In and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, PJ Glasser. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. As PJ joins us every Wednesday at 325 with his winners. You are right there, Chino. <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just muted myself. Um, yeah, I can't wait to talk to PJ because, you know, he was out in Pasadena. Get Did out of here. That? Yeah, yeah. He was wearing Alabama gear, not because he's an Alabama fan, because he had money on Alabama. Ah, so. not, he was not the only one. Um, it, it always feels like when you see the Rose Bowl on TV, it always feels like a dream. Like, I know that there have been some New Year's Day games at the Rose Bowl where maybe weather or clouds or a, a brief sprinkle or a passing shower. But the majority of Rose Bowl games that you see, it's just blue skies, not a cloud to be seen, perfect conditions. It looks like football nirvana. It's kind of what I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. We're looking at that golf in Hawaii <laughs> in prime time, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is like, this is where I got to coach you up, Danger, because every year you get the seasonality depression. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. No, no, no. We're, it's 13 weeks. We power through first quarter here. We're going to just ground and pound, especially once football is over, buddy. And one of the ways you can do that is look at things that look nice on television. One of those being uh, the Rose Bowl and certainly golf. Uh, we got actually some golf news we'll get to later in the show today as well so um but i i right i want to say like the rose bowl be a bucket list thing but do you really want to go out there on new year's eve and it's kind of tough right you know it's funny my kids not big sports fans my my oldest daughter saw that i was watching the rose bowl on uh on new year's day and when she was watching it and she saw the stadium she's like What's the deal with the stadium? How come, like, how are those seats? Like, how can you see anything? I'm like, that's why it's called a bowl. Like, it's not like your traditional stadium. It's one of those old school bowl stadiums. And she had no idea how anybody in that stadium could see. And my reaction is like, oh, you could actually probably see better just farther away, the higher up you are. That's a fun trivia question. Last time the NFL Super Bowl was played in a non-NFL stadium was actually the Rose Bowl. Like then, I think the NFL owners are like, "Wait a second, why are we not taking this game for ourselves? Why are we putting in a Rose Bowl to sell yeah. a few extra tickets?" I've been to the Yale Bowl, danger. That's uh, it's kind of like a our East Coast version of that. Well, like, I remember my first ever NFL game. Hope you're sitting down, uh, Chicago Bears fan. Going to talk about the '85 Bears for just a second. My grandfather, my dad, and myself going to Soldier Field. In 1985, 10-year-old Mike Danger braving the elements to watch the Bears beat up on the Detroit Lions, but that was my takeaway from that stadium, Soldier, old Soldier Field, before the renovations. It was a bowl, and uh, it was it was a scene. It was something. It was something. <laughs> yeah, there is there a like, like the, you have the Rose Bowl. What else is in existence in that 
that kind of format now. The, the, I, well, Lambo used to be like that before the renovation. Right, and the big house got renovated as well, right? They're yeah. no longer a bowl. They just, I mean, they see, you know, what, what's the capacity of the big house? Quarter million at this point? I mean, it's just insane how many uh, how many people are going out to Michigan games there. Now. Happy Valley looks like an erector set. That's right, correct. Absolutely right. Uh, so PJ will join us, and he'll tell us his, uh, his tales from the Rose Bowl. We'll get some winners in the NFL here, the final week of the NFL. We got plenty of NFL news to get to as well. You're welcome to join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line 866-4FAN 866-4326 award winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub. The new location at 135 West Commercial Street in ER. GoodSmokeBBQ.com Yeah, I appreciate everybody uh, contributing here including uh, Chris in South Central Kentucky who pass along uh, the link here to these photos they you know when you get a bigger markets they have like the helicopters where they fly over normally it's like a traffic thing but right now uh, the helicopters in south florida are flying around tyreek hill's home at these live videos gathering him his home's on fire right now danger all i could think of when i heard tyreek's home is on fire is uh andre risen <laughs> That's the only oh. thing I can think of. Remember Andre Risen's house getting on fire? Left when was, Eye. When, yeah, place, when, he was, yeah. Uh, when he was dating Left Eye, rest in peace, from, from TLC. She set his house on fire. That's the only thing that I thought of. when I And now I'm like, oh, God, I hope everybody's okay. I hope there's nobody inside the home that's on fire. I haven't seen any of the video of it as of right now, so I don't know how severe uh, this fire is or how it looks. But, um, yeah, it, you, you hope that, uh, that everybody's okay that's involved. Yeah. It's a fire for sure. So it, uh, you know, it's a different little storyline here. And yeah, I'm looking at this right now, and uh, there is, uh, yeah, there's flames coming out of the roof. Oh, uh, it's so yeah, this is, this is not good. fire. Yeah, yeah, no, this is not a this is not a little grease fire in the back patio. This is his whole home is engulfed in flames. So just uh, you don't want that to happen to anybody. Yeah, obviously. we'll be keeping him in mind here throughout the course of uh, this afternoon, and hope that uh, everybody involved. Uh, is okay. We'll keep you updated on the uh, fire there in South Florida, Tyreek Hill's home. All right, the Bills uh, had their first practice, the the walkthrough today, and uh, we have an injury report as well. We heard plenty from uh, Bills head coach Sean McDermott and from Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Uh, and, and a lot of what we heard today stemmed off of a lot of what we were talking about yesterday in the sports bar. Uh, the offense, the Bills offense, and specifically the the lack or, or the decline in usage and production from your top weapon in Bills wide receiver Stefan Diggs. Yeah, it's strange, right? A lot of things just kind of didn't add up. Well, like, a lot of people I've talked to said, well, maybe Diggs is hurt. And I'm not going to rule that out, but I would say, well, you handed the ball off to him in a goal line situation. He got some yards. You uh, had him over the middle wide open. Just Josh missed him. He made plays to make it appear that he was healthy. And so maybe he was on a pitch count. I'll entertain that, but danger, as we explored yesterday, it just seemed very strange to me that uh, you know Diggs was not out there for the first series in the second half, and when he came out uh, for the second series, he was getting kind of fist bumps from his teammates. Not normally something you would see for a player for the second series in the third quarter. Bills head coach Sean McDermott earlier today on some of the concerns around the Buffalo Bills passing game. Yeah, well, I, I would say overall, bless you, uh, Jimmy. We need to get continue to grow as a team. Um, passing game being one area, just one area, but continue to grow as a team and and improve. And I think that's the that's the goal every week. And certainly, there's areas we need to um, 
um, you know, obviously spotlight and put our focus on and in, and that and that's one of them. Uh, also, specifically talking about Stefan Diggs. Well, I mean, I think there's a, a long list of, and it's it's a little bit here, a little bit there, right? It's it's um, when a team, you know, he's our number one receiver. So when a team is intent on taking a number one receiver away, they make it uh, usually. Uh, at the top of their game plan, and uh, and and so then then sometimes just Josh going through his progression and and making sure you know he's going through his full progression and find those open receivers and um, at the end of the day it's about winning right so uh, I understand you guys want to make it about this thing over here and that is important um, because it does help us win um, at the same time it's about. Um, making sure we're doing, we're going with the ball where we need to go with the ball, and and then we're moving the chains and, and scoring points. So um, that's that's the that's the goal. Just as a follow-up, how does Steph handle that? Um, just the drop so yeah, of no, He's been a true pro. He's been a true pro, and uh, that's much appreciated. And that's not easy when you're a receiver, whether you're Steph or any receiver for that matter, who's gotten to this level. Um, they're used to catching balls, and and um, so. Um, we'll continue to work, continue to improve, as I said, in all areas. Um, and uh, that's that's the focus today. That's uh, Sean McDermott on Stefan Diggs. Bold strategy, Gino. We're going to try and win games by utilizing our best weapon less. <laughs> Doesn't answer the question, why was Trent Sherfield out there ahead of Stefan Diggs? Like, that's, I want to hear from Diggs today. If it's not today, I want to hear from Diggs tomorrow at some point before Miami. And I think Diggs is a pro that if there is something going on. Danger, let's just kind of bottom line this. Do you suspect something else is going on here? No question. No yeah, question. So do I. And, and you might be right. Like, Diggs is a pro and has been handling this as a pro to Sean McDermott's face maybe to his teammates, but I guarantee you uh, if they weren't winning, we would be hearing more about it. Let's just put it that way. They're winning games. So as they continue to win, Steph Diggs really can't say anything because then, then you live up to the stereotype of your Devo wide receiver. I want the ball regardless of the outcome of the game. I'm just, now this is just in generalities here, but as I'm, we're trying to piece this together here. If, if there were to be a player that violated uh, some sort of team rule, and this happened either before or after, after a victory, and uh, the game was right before, say, a holiday like Christmas, what would the punishment be and will we ever hear about it? Well, I'll begin with the last part of that. You never hear about it. Not in the McDermott era. Uh, if, if the player was going to be available in that game, you wouldn't know if a series would be taken away. But... The easy way to kind of do it would be, okay, you know what, we're going to, you know, you violated, player X, you violated this rule. We're going to sit you the first series here in the second half. Yeah, I, you could certainly see that happening. And and you know what, the, the end result here, and there's some truth to what McDermott is saying. It's not a complete McDermott-McLie. I mean, look, yes, most defenses are going to key on your top weapon, your top target. They're, they're going to try and eliminate that from your arsenal, and and I just have a hard time believing that even with that being true, that you're not targeting Diggs. You're not even using Diggs. Diggs is getting out-snapped by the likes of Khalil Shakir. Then it feels to me like there's more, more there than just the defense taking away your top weapon. Yeah, it's for this week in particular... Uh, what happened last time these two teams faced? Well, it was uh, point for point until the Bills actually kind of boat raced. It, it may start out that way again. So to me, 
this is an all hands on deck. And, it, and funny how the, the league works here, Danger. October 1st, Bills put up 48 points. You couldn't even imagine that a little month uh, away you would be firing your offensive coordinator. But that's what happened. And now here we are, week 18 for the division on the line. And I still see this game going the same way. I'm going to reserve judgment to later in the week when, particularly with the Dolphins, we figure who's in and who's out. But uh, I, I very easily see this game going uh, back and forth. A lot of points in this game. Uh, back to the offense. Back to Josh Allen, who also spoke today on getting his wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, more involved in the offense. It'd be extremely easy to force him. You know, that's, um, you know, that's where the balance comes in of needing to get him involved, but also trying to play the quarterback position um, the right way and find the guys that are, you know, open in the progression. Um, but again, make no mistake about it. Like, we got to get him involved. You know, we're our best when he's playing at his best. Um, so that's something we're looking forward to, to doing and uh, just trying to, at the end of the day, we're just trying to win a football game and, and secure a spot in the playoffs. More on uh, Stefan Diggs from Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes the flow of the game dictates that. Um, defenses, you know, whether it's doubling him or throwing a safety over him or, um, you know, being being the first reading progressions and just getting off of it um, maybe too quickly. Um, there's a lot of lot of stuff that goes into it. Uh, but, again, we're, we're looking forward to, to working hard and fixing it and, uh, like I said, win football games. How's he feeling with this? He's been, he's been fantastic. You know, he's he's been a true professional about it. Obviously, you know, uh, there's times where he wants the ball, and it's de- deservedly so. You know, he's one of the, the best, if not the best, receivers in the game, and, you know, he he gets a lot of attention from defenses. So um, sometimes it's just how it plays out, but I got to be, be better in that aspect too. So if you had to guess, Stefan Diggs, Sunday night, does he have the kind of game that he had week four against Miami, or does he look more like he's looked the last few weeks here in the Bills' offense? I think, I mean, the easy way I would say would be somewhere in between. Um, somewhere is, in uh, between would be who, a pretty well, good day, by the way. Well, who's the uh, Eli Apple matched up against? <laughs> yeah, okay. Right? I would think that that is going to be the progression. Not that if, Josh Allen's going to shy away from a matchup with with Jalen Ramsey either. I mean, by the way, like Jalen Ramsey's not bad this year, but... Jalen Ramsey has has definitely gotten the worst of Josh. Josh Allen has gotten the worst of of, of Jalen Ramsey. That's true, but I, I'm still surprised the Eli off, Apple say. is still in this league here in 2024. And credit him, uh, it's because Avon Howard looks like he's going to be missing this game. So uh, it, it, the bottom line here is we're not having this conversation if the Bills really had a one B. We thought Gabe Davis was going to step up and be that guy, and we've talked a lot about Gabe. Uh, it's either boom or bust, and a lot of times it's going to be just a few targets and, and not really that much of a factor, and uh, the Bills might be able to bring him back on the cheap because I don't know if teams are going to open up a wallet for somebody like Gabe Davis. Interesting how Khalil Shakir got the, the most uh, snaps, though, at wide receiver last week. I don't know if he's going to be the guy, Danger, that can develop into a 1B. So long range, could the Buffalo Bills bring in a big main free agent? Probably not. Uh, you, you're looking at the draft. You're going to hear coming up now that the calendar is flipped a lot of draft talk in terms of drafting a, a true number one because let's face it, too, if you draft somebody as a number one right now, he's going to be your number one in two, three years. And at that point, is Diggs on the roster two, three years from now? Good question. Uh, the Bills injury report released today as they conducted a walkthrough practice. Uh, Josh Allen was 
listed as a full participant. He is still dealing with some soreness in his neck. He also has a right finger injury. Uh, Leonard Floyd got a day of rest. Von Miller did not participate with uh, his day of veterans rest as well. And limited participation for both DeMar Hamlin and Micah Hyde. That is your Bills injury report with all things being considered going into week 18. Relatively clean heading into the game against Miami. Yeah, this is... uh Quite a stark difference. It's funny how DeMar Hamlin is on the injury report. I mean, I remember what our show was like one year ago oh, today. man. We talk about a miserable show. It was pouring rain. Just kind of fit the mood. <laughs> you, me, and I think uh, nobody else in, in Rochester slept well that night before knowing what had happened. And we didn't have any information. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Is it almost a lock? I think the odds are still on DeMar Hamlin to win comeback player of the year. And I, I know I said, you know, that feels like a Baker Mayfield award. I know a lot of people are cheeky and saying Joe Flacco deserves that award. Now, wait, wait, wait why cheeky, though? I honestly like he is I just playing... think it's too small of a sample size. I, I think if you gave him a full season and he does what he's been doing, then we're, it's no question. Like, oh, my God, look at what Joe Flacco has done. Well, it, what, what is the criteria? That's what I would ask. Because Baker Mayfield, what did, he, what did he actually come back for? He's back to his previous thing. Joe Flacco, we had written off. Joe Flacco was on his couch. He was on his couch in October. And here he is. And again, it's been a small sample size. Um, maybe those two split the vote danger, and then we, we get Demar Hamlin. Yeah. And I'm just ready for a lot of people. Oh, well, what did he contribute? I don't know. That's he the biggest died. comeback of all time. Yeah, he, he died, died on the field. He died, and he made an NFL football team. So I actually, the more I think about it now, you know, go back to what you know what we believed at the start of the season, that just the idea that this guy, a year later, we're talking about DeMar Hamlet being on the injury report. He made the team. He's contributing when he's active. He's probably your comeback player of the year. Probably. Sure. As of right now, I think he's your Vegas. He has the best odds in Vegas to, to win uh, comeback player of the year. Baker Mayfield is in there, of course, in the mix, and, and, and Flacco is in the mix as well. But I, I have a hard time, the more I think about it, the, the voters just having a soft spot for a guy who almost lost his life playing this game. He probably gets that award. <laughs> probably. Uh, all right, we're going to get to PJ Glasser. He is the host of BetQL's Send It In. You can hear him inside the free-to-download Odyssey app. You can also find BetQL on Twitch, YouTube, uh, PJ's show airing on Twitter as well. Uh, love getting caught up with PJ. We'll get his his thoughts on the Rose Bowl since he was there in attendance for the Rose Bowl between Michigan and Alabama. We'll get some Week 18 winners as well. PJ Glasser, BetQL's Send It In, our guest next on the Fan Rochester. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Fan Rochester Sports Update. Russell Douglas named the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Douglas was part of three takeaways in the win over the Patriots, including a pick six. Josh Allen on his success against the Dolphins. I've played well against them um, in the past, but it doesn't mean I'm going to play well against them this week unless I you know, prepare well and, and work hard in practice and get on the same page as the receivers. And, you know, the five guys up front do their job and the receivers catch the ball. So it takes everybody to do that. So we're looking forward to having a good week of practice and putting our best foot forward. We'll be joined by South Capaccio, WGR, next hour to talk a little Buffalo Bills. One known out of Miami where the home of Dolphin wide receiver Tyreek Hill is on fire. Hill leaving practice today to be with his family. Bills and Dolphins, our pregame coverage begins at 4 o'clock on Sunday. The Amherst back in action Friday night against Cleveland. Eric Comrie clearing waivers. He's expected to start in goal for Rochester. Gima Taglin, the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, the fan Rochester. Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. Yeah, I mean, I I, I hope we can can make it a big Bills Mafia group down there. Um, you know, I know we we travel well, and we've done that the last few times we've played in Miami, and you know, it's no different this time. Hopefully, we can get some some fans down there and cheering loud for us and uh, trying to cause problems for them too. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. The Bills and the Dolphins, the AFC East title on the line. One of the games that we'll be discussing next with the host of Send It In and Odyssey Sports betting insider PJ Glasser. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. And PJ, I know both Gino and I are wildly curious about your trip uh, to the Rose Bowl, but but it was the game that 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 came after Michigan beating Alabama that that caught my eye. And he's really been a receiver that throughout the course of this year has turned a lot of heads, and a lot of people believe should have won the Bolitnikoff Award uh, given his stellar play for the University of Washington. I, I, his name escapes me off the top of my head. Do you have any idea um, who I'm talking about there? Romeo Dunze, danger. He <laughs> yes. is. Fantastic. I thought, you know, we were going to talk Rose Bowl. We are going to talk about Alabama's quarterback because, you know, he's a pretty good one, too. Give me his name again. I, 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 why do I keep forgetting these guys? that they're, they're, they're prominent roles on prominent teams. Jalen something, right? Jalen Milrow. Yes, that's the another guy. One. Yeah, that's, that's the, guy. the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> Tell us all about it, man. I mean, that, that's got to be a bucket list item to go to Pasadena and check that out. It was, it was. Yeah, guys, it's awesome. I mean, there's just, there's really no other place like it. The backdrop with the mountains in the background. I, I just think it's so cool. You know, all those years watching on TV, how it's, it's sunny in the first half, middle third quarter, and then the sun kind of comes down and fourth quarter, then it's just like the lights are on and it's almost like, all right, it's, it's time to get serious, right? Final five minutes. Unfortunate result if you're a, uh, a Bama fan, but it was, It was a great game. I think the better team won. Guys, you know, coming in, I know we were breaking down the game for a couple weeks. I thought Bama was better. It was kind of tough to know really how good Michigan was because we've only seen them against two pretty good teams, against Penn State and against um, Ohio State. But 
I mean, you can tell pretty early on in that first quarter that defensive line is just so good. And uh, they, they, I thought they deserved to win. They were the better team. PJ Glass, your host, ascended in, uh, which you can catch uh, weekdays on the Odyssey app. PJ, as far as Bills fans, not only are they looking at the Dolphin game, but there's two other games here. It would buy a little insurance, right, if either the Ravens win or the Titans win. So let's start with this Ravens-Steelers matchup where we're going to have uh, you know some starters rest here for Baltimore. Baltimore giving... Uh, actually, they're getting here uh, points here at home with Pittsburgh giving up three and a half. What I'm looking at right now, uh, kind of a strange situation here. What do you see this from a betting standpoint, PJ? Guys, we just got some live breaking news that Lamar is officially not going to play on Saturday. Now, we kind of figured that, especially with it being the short week in this game on Saturday. So, obviously, the line was at three and a half, thinking that Lamar wasn't going to play. Now, he's not going to play. I think this is going to be plus four. I've been watching this rivalry my whole life. I've been watching Ravens-Steelers games. Guys, it doesn't matter who's playing in this game. If you're getting a home dog of over three points, you just you blindly bet that side. We saw that when these two teams played earlier this season. Ravens should have won by three touchdowns. They had eight drop passes. The Steelers just find a way to keep it ugly, and then they ended up winning it at the end. Tomlin and the Steelers have kind of had the Ravens' number as of late. This is obviously an absolute must-win for them. The Ravens really have nothing to play for. But this is Ravens-Steelers. They're going to show up. And uh, I would take them plus the points. I think it's going to be a field goal game. It's also crazy when you look at that rivalry, those two teams. And the Steelers specifically in the Tomlin era are notorious for playing up or down to their competition. Nothing is ever easy. So if you're thinking that the Steelers can just go in there, win a game that you expect them to win because the playoffs are on the line, I, I would say be very careful of that. The Ravens would be a threat still on Saturday afternoon. No question. And danger, these two teams faced, it was literally the same exact scenario back in 2019. Ravens had wrapped up the one seed. It was week 18. They had nothing to play for. Steelers needed to win and they needed some help. And the Ravens ended up winning that game. So we've already literally seen this same exact scenario four years ago when this played out. I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens win the game. I mean, we know Lamar's going to be the MVP. We know how great of a season he's playing. The Ravens are going to rest the starters on defense, too. they still got a really good team. These teams know each other really well. And the Steelers have had their issues all season on offense, as we know. The Ravens absolutely could win this game, but uh, I would definitely take a plus point. There is one other uh, remote scenario where the Bills could back in. That's a... Tie versus the Texans and Colts, which I would not advise uh, betting on that. But uh, Vegas seems to think this one's going to be close. Houston giving one at Indy. So what is kind of sort of a de facto playoff game here, PJ? How do you view this one? Yeah, it is, Gene. And, I mean, Vegas is telling you that Houston's the better team. Now, as we know, even though the line's telling you they're better, that necessarily doesn't mean they're going to win. But in a game like this where both teams really aren't used to being in this scenario, you have two rookie head coaches. I'm going to take the better quarterback, and I'm going to take the better team. And I know the team with the better quarterback is obviously Houston, but I also think they're better. Stroud comes back last week against Tennessee. They don't miss a beat. Houston looks really, really good. Colts are starting to leak a little bit here down the stretch, you know. They don't look great against Atlanta. They kind of cruise to a victory against the Raiders. Las Vegas makes that look interesting at the end. Colts have been a really good home team this season, but I think the Texans are better guys. Colts beat them earlier in the year. It's tough to beat a team two times. 
I think Houston goes to the playoffs. I, I think they win the game. We know that the Browns will be resting a lot of their starters. They've got their playoff position locked up. The Bengals coming in, another AFC North matchup to wrap up the NFL season. What's your take on Bengals-Browns on Sunday? Too many points, guys. Too many points. I, I looked. Flacco's not going to play for Cleveland, as we know. Miles Garrett's probably not going to play. Amari Cooper's probably not playing. There are going to be some other guys. The Browns know they're the five seed, regardless of what happens on Sunday and Saturday as well. But plus seven in a game like this, when Burrow's been playing, you know, the Bengals have really struggled against the Browns. And now, obviously, we're not getting Burrow. Stefanski has just owned Zach Taylor. So, I mean, I think the Bengals win. But, man, seven is way too many points. Because, like, what does Cincinnati have to play for? Their season's over, too. I think if you're the Browns, like, sure, you're going to be resting a lot of guys. But you are riding hot right now. You want to continue that? You know you're going to be playing on wild card weekend. You know you're going to have to travel on the road somewhere. So I like Cleveland plus the points, guys. They're going to be without, obviously, a bunch of key guys. But this is too many. We're getting a key number as well in a divisional game. We know these AFC North games, and we know how these underdogs tend to normally play. I like the Browns plus seven. PJ, I like doing this exercise. I don't know if you've ever done this where I don't look at the lines, uh, where I look at the matchup first, then I guess the line. And the one I was the most off on, (laughs) Tampa Bay and Carolina. I would have thought it would have been Tampa minus seven, Tampa minus eight, Tampa minus four and a half? What? Against a, a Carolina team that what are they playing for? PJ, this looks too good to be true, is it not? Oh, it it does, Gene. It does. And, you know, it's come down to, is it six? Now it's four and a half. Like you mentioned, we know that that isn't public money coming in on Carolina. No, no body of the public wants any piece of the Panthers. Guys, this game, doesn't it feel very similar to that Jacksonville-Indianapolis game we got a couple of years ago when Carson Wentz was the, was the quarterback for the Colts? All they had to do was win, and they were in the playoffs. They go on the road, play a two-win Jacksonville team, and as we know, they lost that game outright. Like, this is where the NFL gets you. Tampa has everything to lose in this game. All they have to do is win, and they're in the playoffs. They win the NFC South Division. All that's standing in their way is a division rival on the road, a two-win football team. Be very, very careful if I'm t- There's no way I could bet Tampa in this game. That's not to say they couldn't blow them out and win this game by 14, 17 points. But just the way the NFL is, the way these games tend to go where everything is on Tampa Bay. And let's be honest, Baker, again, last week, as great as he was playing, last week kind of reminds you, like, at the end of the day, this is still Baker Mayfield. He does have those two, three interception games in him. Carolina's defense tends to play better at home. They beat Atlanta at home a couple weeks ago. They hung around with the Packers. It's going to be a tricky game, guys. So I would take the Panthers plus four and a half. I'd take a money line as well. Would not shock me if they upset Tampa. The Eagles appear to be circling the drain, and they get a rematch against the team they played on uh, Christmas Day. The Giants played them tough as well. Now in the Meadowlands, how do you see this playing out here with the uh, NFC East on the line? Yeah, Danger, I'm looking at the total. I'm going to go over 42. This was at 41 this morning. It's going up to 42. Guys, we saw these teams play on Christmas Day. It was 33-25. to I mean... You know, it was 58 combined points right there. Eagles just played a shootout against Arizona. Giants played a game in the 50s combined with the Rams. Like, with Tyrod Taylor playing quarterback, the Giants' offense has been okay the last couple weeks. We know that Eagles' defense is a mess. I I think we get some points. So, I think 42 
is way too low. This Eagles team, guys, is not very good. I think Sirianni's kind of showing his colors a little bit as a head coach. That team is is as good as they are because of Howie Roseman and how he drafts and how he gets players through trades and all that. I, I think Sirianni, now that they're, they're injured and the defense isn't as good and now you kind of need the coaching to show up, that's where their flaws are showing. So I think the Giants could hang around and maybe even win this game. Who knows how much that loss is still weighing on the Eagles, knowing that their chances of winning the division probably are gone with Dallas playing Washington. So maybe take a look at the Giants plus the points, but definitely like the over 42. Yeah, PJ, we have a, a saying on our show, no one cares when you're right. So it's that disclaimer, I just throw this out, that I just want to point out that back uh, leading into the October 1st game, uh, some guests came on your show and said, hey, what do you think about the Bills-Dolphins? And at that point, the Bills were getting plus money in the AFC, and that guest said, it's going to come down to the Week 18 game, and... Well, here we are. Bills, Dolphins for the AFC East crown. Again, no one cares where we're right. Uh, 49 and a half, the over-under on this. Uh, I mean, those two teams put up a combined 68 in that October game. Do you like Buffalo in this game, P.J. Glasser? Oh, guys, this is a tough one. I keep going back and forth. It feels like the fact we're getting Dolphins plus the three is probably the play in a game like this. I think you almost wait and see what happens with the Steelers and you wait and see what happens with the Jags because if Buffalo knows that they can fall back on the fact that they're going to be in the postseason, I think that does change things. It changes things psychologically. It changes how McDermott and how the coaching staff, how they call the game. And obviously knowing that if the Steelers and the Jags both win and this is a win-or-you're-in type game, I mean, that's that's going to change a bunch. So for me right now, as it stands today, not knowing what happens in the Steelers and Jags game, I would take the Dolphins plus the three. If either the Steelers or the Jags trip up, Buffalo knows that, you know what, if we get the division, if we get the two seed, great. If not, we're still in the playoffs. I like Buffalo minus the three. But boy, if they go into Sunday night, guys, knowing that if we don't win this game, we're going to be eliminated. All the pressure is going to be on that sideline. And uh, it's going to be really interesting if Miami can keep that game close late fourth quarter. So as of now, give me the Dolphins plus three. Steelers or Jags lose, give me Buffalo uh, minus the points. All right, PJ, let's go uh, full circle here and go back to where we started with the college football playoff, the national championship on Monday. We won't have a chance to talk to you uh, before then. So I wanted to get your take. I mean, you got to see Alabama, Michigan firsthand. You were you know, talking about Michigan being the better team in that matchup, going into that matchup. And now you've got a, a Washington team that, that you know, has just all they've done is dispatched of ranked opponents throughout the course of this season. They're very, very impressive and kind of flying under the radar. Both teams undefeated, the two best teams in the country. It's going to be epic. What are your thoughts on the national championship coming up Monday night? Yeah, guys, it's it's going to be really interesting. The thing that really surprised me the most about the Rose Bowl was Bama just had no passing attack. They couldn't protect that Michigan defensive line was on them way too quick, and they could never get in a rhythm. Washington's running back, Dylan Johnson, got banged up at the end of that Texas game. So whatever kind of running game they do have kind of goes out the window that much more. Obviously, with Penix and those weapons, they're going to throw the ball to begin with. But you think about Michigan this year, right? And Ohio State, their weapons and how that gave them issues. And that was Kyle McCord at quarterback. I think Washington's going to be able to move the ball in this game. I kind of like the over 55 and a half. I do think both teams are going to be able to score. Michigan's the best team in the country, guys. That defense 
the way that they can run the ball and control the line of scrimmage and keep Washington's offense on the sideline. I do like them to win. I would take them to cover the four and a half. And uh, as a Ravens fan here, guys, talking to me, I'm hoping it's the year of the hardball. Jim in college, John in the NFL. We'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, PJ is there. Who would be the team you wouldn't want the Ravens to face? Would it be Cleveland in the playoffs? It is. Yeah, gee, we're all terrified of Flacco. We're terrified <laughs> of him. We don't want anything to do with Flacco. But no, obviously, I, you know, I think the team that can give the Ravens the most trouble is a team that knows them the best, and that's a divisional opponent, a team that if they play has seen Lamar three times this season. Browns have already gone into Baltimore and beaten them, and I mean, as great as Flacco's playing, guys, his thing his entire career is he's January Joe, playoff Flacco. So the way he's looked down the stretch, there is no reason for me to think that he won't continue that in the playoffs. So that is a dangerous man walking. Obviously, if the Bills get in, I mean, Josh Allen's the kind of guy, as you guys know, who's good enough to win you any single game on any given day. So the Bills would scare me. I, I think certainly the Bills and the Browns are the two teams. Kansas City with Mahomes, you obviously always have to be worried about them. But it's just, if we truly took the Chiefs off the front of that jersey with the way they're playing right now, I don't think they would scare you. So for me, it's it's the Browns and it's the Bills right now. We know that things are going to heat up here with the NFL postseason, PJ. You've got a great show that, that just dishes out winners, not just in the NFL or college football. You've got some NBA winners that you talk every. Tell us more about Send It In. Let our audience know where they can get more of your work. Yeah, guys, send it in 1 to 1.30 p.m. Eastern time every Monday through Friday on the BetQL network. You can watch us on Twitch. You can watch us on YouTube on the Odyssey app as well. Like you said, Danger, no commercial breaks, rapid fire, fast pace. We go through a little bit of everything. So we obviously got some golf teeing up tomorrow. They're out in Kapalua. We're talking college basketball, football, NFL. So we get into it all. It's an interactive show. So we love when people listen and chime in with some comments and some bets that they have as well. Enjoy the weekend, PJ. We appreciate you, man. Always good talking to you guys. You too. There he is, PJ Glasser, the host of Send It In, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Insider Calls, presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Aren't you hoping for a Cleveland-Baltimore matchup in the divisional round? Uh, What I would love, I, I mean... I think the, the ultimate drama would be a Cleveland-Baltimore. I don't know that it's possible. A Cleveland-Baltimore uh, AFC Championship game. I'm not rooting against the Bills to get to the AFC Championship game. I don't like depending on how it all shakes yeah. out. That would be that would be a lot of fun. Any any need, postseason yeah. game with Flacco against Baltimore would be epic. Oh, it's 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 entirely possible. You would just need the six or seven seed to win, and then that's they would have to go play Baltimore. Um, I just think Cleveland. And they're not going to play Flacco, by the way, this week. That's um, right. It, so the, the way the Browns are kind of setting themselves up against the whoever wins the AFC South, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think Cleveland's going to go in and win that game. You mentioned Flacco uh, getting a seat today. Uh, he'll be resting this weekend as the Browns uh, end their season with the Bengals. Other quarterbacks that will be uh, you know, sitting down on the bench, Mahomes will be, uh, will be, will be on the bench in favor of... Um, uh, Blaine Gabbert. You also have the Rams sitting Matt Stafford. This is interesting. Who do we get to see, Gino? 
Carson Wentz will be getting the start wow. for the Rams in week 18. And it's a meaningless game that the Jets, uh, Zach Wilson still hasn't cleared concussion protocol. Um, I don't know. Maybe Robert Sell is waiting for a, a, a note from his mom. Uh, Trevor Simeon will get the start once again for the New York Jets. Kind of making me sad a little bit that we have meaningless week 18 games and these teams are just going to poof. They're gone. Yeah. No more talking about the Jets or. Well, we can talk about the quarterback of the Jets because he seems to have found himself in a little bit of hot water. Well, it's funny. Do you think that when Aaron Rodgers goes on the McAfee show, Danger, they actually have a producer that says, what do you want to talk about today? And that producer would say, you know what? You can't say that because you'll get sued. I'm guessing no. I'm guessing that pretty much they've pared down on producers to begin with, A. And B, Aaron Rodgers gets to say whatever's on his mind. And you know what? You can't say whatever's on your mind because that can lead you, you know, to, to bad things. If you don't know what we're talking about, Aaron Rodgers went on McAfee yesterday. And somehow... Not exactly sports talk, but <laughs> the topic of conversation landed on Epstein and this supposed list that's going to be released. And uh, Aaron Rodgers said, uh, yeah, you know, I hear that Jimmy Kimmel is going to be on that list. And da-da-da. Okay, well, if that's not true, then you've just set yourself up for a libel lawsuit. And Kimmel came out firing yesterday. So maybe in a backhanded sort of way, this puts an end to kind of Aaron Rodgers and this platform he gets uh, every week. It's funny because it's no secret that Disney wants to spin off ESPN as, as quickly as they can, right? They want to find the best possible suitor and jettison that part of their property into the sun. They want nothing to do with that anymore. This is... Disney on Disney crime, right? This is ESPN taking a shot at an ABC employee, both owned by Disney. So if Kimmel does sue for slander or libel against Aaron Rodgers for an appearance on an ESPN show, how does that work out? Does he or do they just uh, does ABC just give him a settlement and make this go away quietly? Well, who makes more money for that company right now? It's not McAfee. I'm sorry. It's no, still it's Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. yeah, Kimmel's on network television. So Yeah, and, and McAfee, the brilliance of McAfee in that show, at least without Rogers, just specifically the McAfee show, they do a great job of appearing to be unscripted. Believe me when I tell you, it's all prepared. They've got a game plan, and they know every afternoon, he knows every afternoon where they're going, what he's going to ask, how he's going to ask it. Rodgers is the wild card in this scenario because Rodgers, I guarantee you, as you were saying, isn't the guy that's going to come in there with a list of answers ready to go for the pre-prepared questions for his weekly segment on uh, the Pat McAfee show. So um, I don't know that it hurts the McAfee show long term, but it certainly puts a dent in Rodgers' ability to appear on the McAfee show moving forward. I, yeah, I question I, that. I, I, you know, the way it was always presented like they were friends, and then you come to find out they literally... His contract, Rogers' contract, is a million dollars with McAfee to go. Like, so indirectly, ESPN is the way it works with a show like that is ESPN will pay McAfee a sum, and McAfee could do whatever he wants. Oh, there's Gino. Gino in the home office battling uh, battling a little cold and, and battling some symptoms this afternoon. But that's all right. We're powering through, Gino. It's, it's working My out apologies, okay. Danger. My apologies, buddy. Better they do that here and not in front of you, right? Right. right. Well, you did that yesterday. That's okay. I mean, like, I, I'm of the belief now that uh, that the, the Rona hit me uh, a second bout here uh, last month that, that I'm good. I'm not... Uh, 
I'm not going to be. I'm I'm no worse for the wear. I, no, nothing's going to attack me moving forward. I've I got the Odell mindset now when it comes to uh, sickness. I've got a, a, a an arrangement. We have an agreement. I don't want no part of it. It wants no part of me. Boy, that would have been take of the year nominee had we done honors back then, right? <laughs> no question. No question about it. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We got more Bills talk on the way. Uh, and we'll continue to preview Sunday night's Bills Dolphins matchup with Buffalo Bills Radio Network sideline reporter WGR's Sal Capaccio. Love catching up with Sal. Get the latest from today's walkthrough practice. Comments made by both Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. Sal with the latest from Orchard Park. Next in the sports bar, Danger and Pataglia, the fan Rochester. You're listening to the sports bar with Danger and Pataglia. <laughs> On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 